Hey there, welcome to Trust the Bachelor Process. I'm Sarah, self-proclaimed Bachelor super fan and person who actually believes it's possible to find love on the show. Join me each week as I recap episodes with my friends who love talking about The Bachelor as much as I do. So go grab some rosé and join me along for the journey. the finale episode I honestly didn't know that we would ever get here because the end was so random and we never really had our true overnights but I'm happy that we're here and I am I'm just gonna dive right in because I'm so excited for our guests uh if you guys are longtime listeners you have definitely heard them on before bring them on every single season uh if you're a new listener then you're in for quite a treat we have the ladies from the table flipping podcast Alyssa Littman and Taylor Mishak Welcome. Hi. We're back. So pumped to be back. (laughs) We're back, baby. So I'm very, very excited for you guys to be here this episode because one, it's always fun. And two, um, I feel like we always disagree on mm-hmm, <laughs> like mm-hmm, everything mm-hmm. in Bachelor yeah. Universe. And this was such a controversial, like like polarizing ending. So mm-hmm. I cannot wait to hear. Mm-hmm your guys thoughts but I'm just going to start with a simple question did you like Katie as the bachelorette we started out as a no I'll answer for both of us because we're the same no (laughs) Uh, we started out as a no thank you to her I felt very bored most of the season and then when the Greg stuff started it ramped up and then obviously I'm going to be protective of any woman who's like being spoken down to and not you know, being able to value herself in a very difficult situation because of what a guy is saying. So I came around to, you know, liking her in these last couple episodes and and feeling like she really um, won me over because a lot of bachelorettes don't want to ruffle any feathers. So I kind of appreciated that she was like able to stand up for herself, but I'm interested to hear what you guys think. And we'll get to it about whether or not she went too far. I don't know. She definitely entertained me though. So I'm, I'm more on her side than I was at the beginning of the season. Well, I will say that everything Alyssa said, I completely agree with. <laughs> that is also how I feel. We are one in the same. And I also think part of the issue with uh, Katie for me was, was she didn't feel like uh, the bachelorette to me at the beginning. It like yeah. just felt a little awkward. It felt like a bit of a miscast. Like, I think she seems like a, maybe a cool girl to hang out with. It just didn't feel like, that kind of star quality, like we're coming hot off of Tasha, like I big know. star quality material. I and I will say, I think that that was proven correct with some of the issues that she had in the back half of her season with this like awkwardness of playing the role of Bachelorette that Greg tried to throw back in her face. Like there was a little bit of um, sort of weird trying to play the role behavior that didn't come as naturally to her that I think got her in some hot water. That's not her fault. I think she was just a little miscast. Yeah, I think that that all, like, I, I would agree. I, I generally liked her. I was happy to feel like we were getting back to a season that felt a little more like not COVID time. So Mm -hmm. like, I was like, okay, good. I'm like having a little bit of fun. And I mean, even though they were like every day, it was in the middle of the woods. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. Did, um, was the styling her fault or the stylist fault? (laughs) She, she, did you read this? She didn't work with the stylist. I just she read She did this. not? No. She did not. No. She refused the stylist that ABC provided. That was that a mistake. pink short sleeve cardigan was her choice, ladies. Oh, mistake. <laughs> so then did Caitlin and Tasha get her? Huge. Oh, the, Huge. I'm sure Caitlin and Tasha worked with the stylist. I don't understand unless you are you are a fashion girl or you have something to say with your clothes. Why would you refuse the stylist 
from a show that's been running for so long. Like if you have a stylist on the bachelorette, you're, you're in the big leagues, honey. Like that's not a, you don't, that's why you do it. Like, that's why you do do it. (laughs) Oh, even if you are a fashion girl, like you are are rarely one who is going to be picking out gowns left and right. Who is going to be like styling all these sort of weird situations. So Katie did not accept the help of the formal, the actual formal stylist. I don't know if she was necessarily working with a different stylist that perhaps she hired, but whatever she's doing, it's of her own free will. (gasps) Wow. Okay. So I, knowing that, that was a stupid thing to do. But grading on that curve, I feel like she did okay then on her own. It could have been a lot worse, you know. I don't. Um, I I'm sorry, Alyssa. I don't. I don't think so. Like she really. Oh my god! Giant t-shirts, and she didn't even French tuck them. Like she just wore giant sure, t-shirts. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like I'm. I don't. That's bad. <laughs> yeah that I mean is, the pink the pink shrug was real bad I was like <laughs> what happened here are we at Abercrombie in 2005 what's going on yeah. um but she took some swings you know she had that she had a red dress with like the chain the black chain link yeah. on her leg which was interesting I didn't hate the bad. uh she had like a deep V with the that with a white dress or something with the rhinestones um, linked in between. Like some of that stuff, I thought was like okay and kind of fun for the camera. I did her her final you know uh, sit down with Tasha and Caitlin. I did not like that dress. It was almost like bunching on her. Like it looked bad. Yeah, that's I know. I felt like nothing fit her. Oh my gosh! Wait, did she do her own hair too? I don't, that can't, no, I can't, I don't think so. Because I, a lot of times her hair was just like how I do my hair, like in a yeah. low bun and then you like just pull some stuff out and you're like, that works. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I feel like often while there was choices in terms of the actual styling of the hair or makeup, like an eyeshadow color or a crimping tool that I didn't love, it did crimping. seem executed by someone professional, professional. to me. Yeah. Oh, I will like, say when she ran after Greg, she was wearing a really weird, like I would style myself like this and it would look horrible on TV. She was wearing like the same skin tightness of a long sleeve bodysuit as her like jeans, which is very like something I would wear in college. And I remember thinking like, who, who, maybe she got caught off guard. Like she wasn't supposed to be on camera, but that actually makes more sense that nobody's keeping track of that. Yeah. Yes. And if I was off camera, I certainly wouldn't be in a skin tight bodysuit and skinny jeans. <laughs> true, 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 true. <laughs> but yeah, I wow. do think there was a lot of her doing it. on. And look in that, that actual, like, as much as we're going, that's such a crazy thing to do if you're the bachelorette. <laughs> there is also something kind of like something sort of cool and unique and interesting about being that girl. But I don't think, again, that that makes you a better bachelorette. I think it just makes you a more interesting person in like a, a vacuum. Right. But it's not, right. it's like this show is so formulaic. There's just some things that you're not supposed to mess with. And that was, and it was distracting. (laughs) And I feel bad for the bachelorette stylist that wasn't working with her. That is like, it's not my fault. Like all these people coming for her on Twitter. Yeah. Must've been ripping their hair out. Like every time she walked on screen. Oh no, Katie, you're right. It is cool. And I'm glad that Katie, like, that's like a, that is a good role model to like have somebody that is like, really like, I'm going to do this true to myself to the point where I'm just going to wear the t-shirts that I have in the back of my dresser on (laughs) camera. That is like that scared. Like I'm going to have like nightmares about needing to do that myself, (laughs) but that's like, okay, well, good for her. I mean, listen, she found love, didn't she? (laughs) (laughs) Did she? Did she? Let's Did get into she? it. That's the question. Okay. Okay. So hmm, I'm like, I, I know I didn't even think about like how we should like talk about this. Um, all right. Let's just talk about Greg. Let's talk about Greg first and then we'll, we can talk about Blake. So the Greg fight. We. <laughs> okay. I'm like, I, I will say I came out of this not necessarily like a team like there's been a lot of like team Katie team Greg I felt like I was watching two people who thank God are not together because like they don't know how to communicate with each other Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
I thought it was so interesting that she pulled the like online rumors into the show. What? Yeah. Wild. And like, yeah. okay, here's my thought about that. <laughs> uh, Alyssa, we'll have to answer your question about <laughs> did she go too far? Because yes, Greg was there for, I think Greg was there for exposure. I don't think he was there for exposure any more than Blake was though. Yeah. So excellent point. Like to me, that's not, it's not like a fair argument. And she's, she kind of like backtracked a little bit from it. She's like, it's not really even the acting thing. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like she just couldn't resist it. And I mean, put yourself in her shoes too, of having, what is it? Months? It's probably two months, three months from the last time that she saw him and having all of this buildup of all of the things she's so upset about and all of the things you fantasize about saying and all the things that you're pissed about. So I could see, I like related to her doing this, like, and it wasn't even that good of acting. It actually wasn't even good acting. Like, like saying that in the shower and saying that in the mirror while you're doing your makeup, her just like throwing that out. But to your point, it wasn't really like supporting her argument in a good way, but it was just like clearly this big buildup of like so much tension and that she seemed really regretful and felt foolish about yeah. how she behaved in the scene. She's like watching it back. I wish I said different things. Like she seems Well, yeah, because they didn't really, neither of them really said anything. They were both just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think, okay, look. So I think that she, I was on her side when she said like, I validated you week after week. I mean, he got two one-on-ones. That's crazy. When that no happened, people were that. like, oh, yeah. this is like straight up disrespectful to everybody. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't think that he needed more validation than as much, than what she was giving her. Now, it, I, I am very much on, I recognize Greg's behavior as behavior that I've seen in relationships where I was with someone who was not respectful to me, you Mm -hmm. know? So I am bringing that like background to the way that I'm viewing this. And a lot of people who've not been through that might see it a different way. Um, but Greg had some valid points in the sense that like, this is a difficult situation. If it was him, I don't think the right thing to do. It's like a little bit of a chicken and an egg situation. I don't think the right thing to do is say like, well, if it's me, then make it me and like end this. But I don't know. I think like he wasn't wrong in saying like, it obviously wasn't me. You know what I mean? Because that would have gone a different way. I do overall, I appreciate like the theatrics of her coming at him like hard and feeling (laughs) probably seeing the way that it was received, the way that she was treated and being like, oh no, I'm going to speak up for every woman who's ever been in a situation like that with a guy who you have feelings for, who's talking down to you or whatever it is. And I'm going to say everything that I wish I would have said in that moment. That was very cool. But after a certain point, it was like, you're not really, he was saying, I'm sorry that X, Y, Z happened. You should have let him like hang himself a little bit more than you did. You know, that was my perception of it. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. That's true. Like she's like, you don't, you haven't even apologized. He's like, I just apologize. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, I just said I was sorry. I liked uh, Jason uh, Tartik. Is that his last name? Mm-hmm. Caitlin's mm-hmm. fiance. Yeah. Uploaded something that was like, listen, unless like if the you can't say at all at once, like you knew that this woman was your wife and also that you were leaving. Like yeah. you can't, like you it's just true. can't say out of both sides of your mouth. And he was like, also I've been in that situation. If you really are convinced that this person is your potential wife, you're not leaving. Like you're just yeah. not leaving. He made it seem like this is just too hard. And then I, so therefore I'm, this is the part where I leave. And Jason's like, that's not it. Like you're not, you left because you wanted to leave yes. and you thought she wasn't your wife. Both of those things had to be true for you to leave. Yes. I think that they were both right in their like putting what, what Greg said to her aside, which, you know, you can't really do because he was disrespectful and for him to say like I deserve better than this was outrageous um but like in just terms of their actions like Greg didn't want to get engaged to her and he didn't want to be there anymore so he left and Katie didn't want to pick him so she didn't say I love you and like I was like yes all of that I guess was like to me was correct like what everyone yeah it's so interesting that you think that 
Oh, really? I was just going to say, I don't know that if that I necessarily believe that. I think at one point it was him. I think at you one do. point, I mean, I, I think she might have picked up on some of this behavior behind the scenes. I also think that it's not, it, it's potentially true, but not a hundred percent for sure that he just wanted to leave. I do think like there are just men who are very controlling in relationships. And I think a version of that is like, I'm going to call your bluff. You either want me or you don't. And Mm. I'm going to be in control of the situation. Um, That's how his behavior read to me. Again, bringing like years of personal bad choices to the situation. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a hundred percent clear to me that like she had ruled him out at that point. And she was just not saying I love you because it was always going to be Blake. I kind of feel like she chose Blake because he's the one who stuck around and like was supportive of her through a hard time. He like, yeah, yeah, that's true. Like she did take outfits aside. She did take (laughs) the bachelorette role seriously. Like it Mm -hmm. was her job and she was there to do a job and Blake let her do that. I think too, in I I identify with what you're saying in terms of, you know, you're watching two people who are like clearly incompatible, realize yeah. that they're in, like it's in action, right? But I uh and I said this a little bit on our pod that that first night when he poured his heart out to her and she gave like a lackluster response, and then they got in their first fight, and there was this clear tell me you love me or tell me the bachelorette is over, or just validate me, validate me, validate me. I sense from Katie a little bit of a like, hmm. I don't like this. Like, mm. I don't like this. I'm not. And so I feel like there was a little bit of that tactic from him that she really initially was not responsive to, which I appreciated because I feel like I immediately would have been like, if I was really in love with them, which I think she sort of was, I would have been like, okay, fine. Like, I do love you, but just like calm down. And then later been like, you shouldn't have put me in that situation. And I do think Katie kind of called it from afar and saw the writing on the wall and was like, what is happening here? I don't like this. This is not good. And then it wasn't until the next day, I think she also was, you know, had sat on it for a bit and was like, that conversation is not, you're not going to trick me into doing that. You're not going to trick me into ending this process. So, and then coming off of that, I think that there is an even more massive appreciation for Blake letting her have the space. When she told Blake, I thought about quitting after Mm -hmm. Greg left and Blake hung around, she was fucking in. She Mm -hmm. was totally in. And I think that it all came full circle for me of like, you need to give me, sp- I'm not going to be told what to do, which after meeting her family, it makes yeah, total sense obviously. that that's at the top of her list. <laughs> Katie does nice. not want to be told what to do and she does not no like woman that. in her family does. What Holy a nightmare. Moly. Oh my God. So, Fascinating. So Fascinating. were you, okay. I was, this is all really good perspective and I'm glad that you guys are, are bringing it here. <laughs> Because I was just looking at it as like, I don't, they just don't want to be together. <laughs> right. I can tell you, I a hundred percent, the way that he spoke to her is very familiar in a way that people are emotionally abusive have spoken to me personally and have spoken to friends like in, in that, you know, look, I'll give Greg the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he sees that behavior on TV and sees how people responded and changes himself. Maybe he really was like, sort of fucked in the head and because the process is so crazy and was like, oh my God, this woman that I want to be with is about to go have sex with two other people. Like, fine, that's a crazy situation to be in, but like, do not treat women that way in the future. That's my yeah. takeaway. Yeah, just it say w- I want to leave. I can't take it and I'm going to leave. You don't need to yell. You don't need to run out. You could just sit down and calmly be like, this isn't for me. And, and the like, the like emotional, like distraught, like it, it, it feels manipul- manipulative in a way. Manipulative. Yeah. I was wondering if he, um, like was fully anticipating to have, to get a lot of sympathy and think that he was going to be the bachelor. <laughs> and then, like, nobody. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, that I wonder. My feeling during wonder. NFR. I was like, oh, I think he came here expecting to gain a lot of sympathy. And then he didn't get it. And he looked surprised. Like he looked surprised when people were cheering for Katie. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. If I were him, I mean- I would be scared shitless if I was Greg going into that final row after the yeah, row. He looked he, it. He, 
he yeah. ended up looking it, but he did walk out pretty confidently. Yeah. Like, shot like, him, like fixing the- his hippie. I was like, <laughs> I would be there. Like, I would be so terrified, even though I know that there's pro Gregors out there. Like I would be so terrified about being eaten alive. And he didn't seem terrified. He did seem he had his tail in between his legs for sure. After the wrath of Katie, which I don't think I agree. I don't think he was expecting, but I, I do wonder if he thought, cause he kept the, the, I deserve more line. I do think he played in his mind as his like send off to be the bachelor. Like, <laughs> doesn't this, doesn't he, this heartbreak. This, I'm the new Becca Kufrin. Yeah. Like, no, uh-uh, honey. He like had the tagline in his mind or something like, here to get what I deserve or whatever. Yeah. Like this is yeah. my windmill. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is my windmill. I deserve more. <laughs> okay. So with after this fight though, and like after everything ended, I was like jaw on to the floor when Katie told Blake I love you. Like oh, yeah. I, Crazy. I rewound. <laughs> I was like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I was in, no. I like stood up. I was like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> no, it was shocking. I was so, so sure that this would result in a Katie walking away, a single, fierce, independent woman having learned some lessons, learned some heartbreak. Like I had, I was shocked. Yeah. Shocked. Yes. I, me too. Um, all right. Yeah. Well then let's talk about like, we got into a little bit of with it. Um, and you're right. She was like, here's what happened. Two guys that I was madly in love with left. And I didn't know if I wanted to carry on, but here I am. And he was like, okay, (laughs) here I am too. And I, that, I guess won her over, but then he had to meet her mom and her aunt. (laughs) And can you imagine a person less equipped to do that than Blake, than Blake, Blake, is so, so cute and dumb. He's the dumbest little <laughs> dum-dum. And he was, he was trying, he, he like put on his big Canadian smile and was like trying his hardest. And I just cannot think of somebody less equipped to handle the fiery, fiery flames that Katie's family sent towards him. He goes, I think I learned a lot from my parents' divorce. And Katie's aunt was like, I don't think you learn a lot when you're watching a car crash. I don't think that that, I think you learn a lot if you're in the car crash. And I'm like, is she, what an insane thing to say to somebody who just said they learned a lot from their parents' divorce. Yeah, she terrified me. She terrified me. She's like one of the only women that I was like, oh, um, too much feminism. Like, pull it back. (laughs) Like, some some answers from men are acceptable. Like you have to give them yeah. credit for trying. He cur- clearly cares about Katie. Like this is, I can't be on your side. You're making everything look very bad. No. Like, of course, of course. Like, you know, I think it's healthy to be like, I make my own decisions. I don't make my own decisions based on like what my partner wants, et cetera. But like the idea of like, you're trash and we can just throw you out whenever we want and we don't need you you're basically a dildo it's like what are you talking about? <laughs> well he was like well I came here for Katie because um I just felt like we were really similar she's like why you also have a vibrator <laughs> Brutal. Every answer was wrong. It, it, literally, he was like, where do you live? And he was like, uh, Niagara Falls. And they were like, oh, that sucks. It's like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. What a terrible poor boy is like, so he's so cheerful. He is like, say what you want about him. He is like really attentive. He is yeah, just like, is. There, like listening to you with his fucking boom box. Like he's there and to go <laughs> in just like with so much energy and be just shut down so hardcore it reminded me so much of the deeply deeply flawed movie jerry Maguire. i don't know if you guys have seen it but there's like a i've seen hugely... it probably a hundred yeah times. i've seen it a thousand <laughs> times and every time i watch it now as an adult i'm like oh my god this is the least woke movie in existence and there is a, <laughs> a horribly like one-dimensionally written character that is like the that hosts like an ex-wives club that comes off as like comedically man haiti mm-hmm. that's like so 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 heightened and like absurd. And I like, that's what Katie's aunt was. And it was crazy. I felt like it was a character. Do you guys yeah. think she like amped it up for the show or no? No, I uh-huh. she see that seems to be who she is. He was talking and she's like, 
I just need to make it clear. Like you don't matter to us. Yeah. Like, you'll, yeah. you'll eventually matter if you stick word around. Like, you don't. <laughs> yeah. And he was like agreeing with her, which is how you know <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like, like a nice mm-hmm. person. He's like, yeah, no, no, totally. Totally. No, for like, sure. For sure. <laughs> the fact that he endured that, like really does mean that he was there for Katie like for him to go through that and then not get engaged like boy that's absolutely what he was thinking about when he was stressing that's... out during the the wedding ring thing and then he went <laughs> my favorite line of the entire season and if my boyfriend says this before proposing to me god help me he goes my brain is just scrambled eggs right now <laughs> <laughs> my brain is just scrambled eggs yeah. it's like if you came hot off of that <laughs> conversation with Katie's aunt and then he's like what if when I leave this resort like it's it's more like that than it's been riding horses and making out in hay with syrup like if it's more like that like I'm stressed he had to have been like we don't really have to hang out with Aunt Lindsay like a lot right like like, Aunt Lindsay Lindsay doesn't live that close Uh uh-huh I saw some really funny tweet that was like the more stressed out Blake gets the thicker his Canadian accent Because he was very like a boot. Yeah, I was like, this is. I know I don't matter. Okay, Uh, I feel like it's not really part of their love story, and whether it happened or not wouldn't have made a difference. But we do have to talk about Zozobra. Zozobra. This was the scary between Aunt Lindsay and Zozobra. I was terrified. I was like, this is a horror movie. I don't, this is not what the Blake, Blake should have left. Like the fact that he didn't actually is a, mir- like, is a miracle. <laughs> I also feel like Katie was like looking at Zozobra like, yay, my anxiety is gone. And Blake is like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> I know. Yeah. I don't think he was feeling it. Oh yeah. They like lit it on fire and she was like, look at his scary eyes. And Blake was like, Can we- his Can we eyes were terrifying. They moved too fast. I was like, Zozobra is too well manufactured. We he's need a so less big. agile Zozobra. He's so, he's so tall. He's so tall. We need a less agile Zozobra stat. <laughs> I googled it and apparently it is a thing that people do in New Mexico but like what the oh, fuck how did that happen I don't know like who built it like who built the original and like that's like a like you have to build it they set it on fire right so you have to mm-hmm. like build a new Zazobra every time mm-hmm. a really yeah weird yes you do <laughs> to have in a really weird episode like I I think there's been so many times, especially coming off of last bachelorette season that, that something's gone so off the rails and like away from the protocol of what we normally watch, but to have this episode be so insane and then have Zozobra in like the third act, I was like, what show is this? What's happening? I couldn't stop noticing like how windy it was. And I was like, their lips have to be so chapped. Like they have to be so chapped all over this whole time. And then like the fire's just going to jump onto them. Like I was so scared for them. They were standing on a rug and I was like, that rug is flammable. Like, I hope there's, there's firemen on set. Like it was very scary. Yeah. It's very dry climate there. Yeah. Very, very, very scary. I've actually been thinking about that too, like throughout this whole season. I'm like, oh gosh, like everyone must be so dehydrated. Like it looks <laughs> dehydrating there. Oh my goodness. I, well, I was wondering, oh, we probably talked about this before, but that since moving to these resorts, aside from probably Matt James season, that I wonder if they told them they can't talk about being hot. Like, physically oh, hot. Like, like physically for, like the weather like basically yeah like your because body they're always they're always gonna be hot and I wonder if they're gonna tell them if they tell them like can you guys just like not make small talk about being probably more when the contestants are amongst the contestants not as much when it's bachelorette and contestant but like it seems so hot and so sweaty all the time I would be talking about it 24 7 which would make terribly yeah. boring tv so I wonder if they're just like not allowed to talk about how hot it is Maybe that's why they asked Katie to wear so much flannel. So it wouldn't work. Oh so. <laughs> Katie, we need more flannel. Wow. <laughs> more, on the, on the walkie talkie, more flannel for Katie. More flannel. flannel Could somebody fly in more flannel to Katie. <laughs> Can you well, imagine having the balls to be like, no, thank you to any designer. No, no, I no, will no, buy no. my own Zara dresses and bring them. Like, yeah, yeah, she no, took no, the no. Neil Lane ring though. You better bet she believed. Better bet Seriously. you believe did that. Better bet you believe she <laughs> did. Better bet you believe me. That, that ring was pretty diamond. good. 
if the ring were strings there, yeah. I like the fact that Tasha basically picked it out. And then Katie on AFR was like, wow, I never even talked about rings. And Blake just like picked the perfect one. I was like, yeah, because he was trying Girl. to date your other, your host. Yeah. Because he was she trying was to like, date Tasha. Yeah. That was weird. I kind of <laughs> did kind of like appreciate, like, I saw that and I was like, wow, maybe exes really can be friends. <laughs> like, that was my feeling on, on that. Wait, we haven't even talked about it. How did you guys feel about Tasha and Caitlin as the hosts? I at first thought it was kind of weird. Um, I and then it grew on me quite a bit. It it made me feel like we were the hosts. You know what I mean? Like when they were when she was crying in the bathroom and Caitlin was sitting outside. I was like, this is totally like a bar where like some girl is crying and some other girl's <laughs> yeah. helping her, which is like the best. I think that's like the peak of being a woman is when you help someone else out in a bar bathroom. Yes, um, there's and- nothing better. Like bathroom, women's bathroom bar friendships are yes. like like nothing like that exists anywhere else. It's also like it's the sacred. only time that happens. Like it's everywhere else we're like pitted against each other, but something when you're drunk and you're in a bar bathroom and it smells like a little off, like you're fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have fond, fond memories of the bar bathrooms in college and just like all the girls yes. <laughs> helping each other out. <laughs> it's a real sense of community. Yeah. And the two of them reacting when Katie was like being a, you know, aggressive. I guess it's like the wrong word, but she was being kind of aggressive with Craig. It was the, being, she was intense. She was, yeah, she was intense. I felt like if Chris Harrison had been there, he would have like tried to talk Greg into saying something sensible. And I kind of appreciated that they were just like, dude, no one's on your side. Like, yeah, we're just gonna let her go at you, you know? I liked them. I like throughout the season, I was kind of like, I don't even know why they're here. And then in the last three episodes, I was very grateful to have that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It, it felt at the beginning and I really adore the two of them. Oh, I felt in course. the beginning so silly when the two of them would walk up and do the gentleman. There's one rose left. And then the rest of you were like, you they don't need two people to do that. that. You don't yeah. even need one person to do that. Like it lost a little bit of the, like, it felt very like we're replacing Chris Harrison. And part of me would be like, just get rid of that part. Just get rid of that part. It seems silly. We don't need it. They don't need to do full glam to walk in as two and look like the little emojis and do that. But they were, I think, super pivotal and making great TV in the back half of the season. Yeah. I love them for men tell all. I love them for after the final rose and those moments of like, it's nice to see the people who have been in that situation before mm-hmm. have more real conversations uh, and it would be interesting, I wonder, to have something like that for The Bachelor. I know. Like, I think mm-hmm. it'd be really fun to have the two of them and to have any women also be hosting The Bachelor. But I think there's something so cute and bromancy about a former Bachelor coming back and maybe being like, hey, man, I totally get it. Like, this part's really hard. Yes. You don't want to break hearts. That yes. would be fun. I, I have no idea in saying that who could do that because I think they're all maybe bad, but... <laughs> It's obviously going to be Ben Higgins at some point. <laughs> yeah. Or Wells. Wells. Wells is always oh, yeah. in paradise. Wells would be, but Wells was never the bachelor. Yeah. Like, Wells can't have that same empathy. It's totally something I'm with you. I want it to be like bachelorettes get former bachelorettes as their hosts. Mm-hmm. I don't know that we need to. Um, but that's what I want. And then like bachelors get former bachelors. Sean Lowe, I bet would like to do it. Ooh, Sean Lowe, he could do it. It feels too, it makes it have like a kind of big little like sorority fraternity thing, which like it already is. is. Like Bachelor Nation is already a sorority and a brat. So like bring one of the good elements or can be good elements of that into this and be like, we're, we're like passing on the torch and trying to help. Tiny thing that I just want to point out for everyone to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So normally the narration for like the, the coming up and the trailers and all of that, that's normally Chris Harrison. They didn't let Caitlin and Tasha do that. They had some random anonymous man do it. And it very much reminds me of like that movie in a world where there's like no female um, trailer narrators. And it hit me as like kind of sexist, to be honest with you. I, it no. might've been like a production issue. It might've been like, we don't know what we're going to settle on permanently. So we don't want to set this up as the one season that's different from all the other seasons. So I'll give them that caveat. But at the same time, I was like, it does stick out to me that they're not allowing them to narrate the season. Yeah. I don't think I ever noticed 
like, I don't think I ever even thought about the fact that Chris was doing that or that they were like that definitely thank you for pointing it out because that's yeah there's just a thing where like we normalize it's in sports too which is why I think about it a lot we normalize Mm. like male voices and when it's a female voice it's like something that's debated and and that sticks out to everybody and I was surprised to see that they did that when they had two female hosts as well this is like Mm -hmm. scary and a little off topic but reminds me of this do you know that like Alexis I don't want to say her name too loud because she's going to talk like there's like a lot of data around like a like how men talk to her like the little echoes because like (laughs) like if like like the female voice like they get really mad at her if she like doesn't if she like doesn't give you the answer that you want and they like talk really aggressively and like really terrible to her and then like you have the option to change her to a male's voice and like there's a lot like calmer responses and people are more patient with their echoes if it's like a man I know it's like really scary wow that really does scary. not surprise me one <laughs> in a very sad way I think that makes total friggin' sense and super sad and it's, it's exactly really why when Kate when Greg was <laughs> screaming at Katie yeah. it's going to be treated completely differently than if a female contestant was screaming at the bachelor like that it was like I deserve more I think she would be eaten alive oh if it, really if, do. if there was a if it was a, a woman contestant yelling at the bachelor I deserve more they would have just been like that whiny girl yeah like, there would just... be no pro with that girl like if Greg was Grace and it was that and the situation was reversed there would be people would be like she's so stupid and ungrateful and what a drama queen she doesn't get that this is the bachelor it would have been a completely one-sided like and to see him screaming at her and so many people being like well his feelings were hurt isn't he cute look at his hair even in this situation she still at the end of the day had to be like I I wish the best for you like she had to pull back a little bit you know so I was like trying not to be anti-Katie but I was also like let him say something stupid, you know, <laughs> like yeah. strategically speaking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. Well, I feel like oh, it, it is crazy because I feel like overall this season, she had a lot of good guys. I mean, we haven't even talked about Justin because he just oh. kind of disappeared and like, Justin he should be is, the bachelor. I thought the same yes. thing at AFR. Yes. I was like, make this guy the bachelor. I don't need Michael a, I like let Michael a just like be perfect in our minds and like, let him go on. Like, I don't like, I let Justin be the bachelor. He I will more. be, I will he be so rejuvenated <laughs> for the bachelor. If it's Justin, because it'll be the first time in so long that somebody will have been cast that I would be like so hyped for like so many of the announcements in recent years have been like oh okay yeah or bummed out or I don't know who it is like and if it was it would be such a old school give it to the brokenhearted guy who didn't get a fair deal who is so cute and tall and, and like hilarious like he's oh, darling so hilarious funny. his whole thing would be that he's so like charming with his expressions and they would do all they would do so many things about he's paint so oh. so much oh my god so I many paint like dates. forget that he's an artist like he's got so many layers I thought the same thing as soon oh. as he walked out on and sat on that couch at AFR I was like wait make this guy the bachelor why aren't we talking about this why yeah, aren't we talking I think about he this is bachelor the montage of him making crazy faces was like i was like this is a full season of content yeah like, it what was are we the talking highlight about? i know but like so i just felt like katie had great guys and i feel like people talked a lot about that she had these great guys and then like her final like and then it was like it came down to greg and blake <laughs> it was like that Justin those and were Blake the two or you mean worst, of that she liked I yeah, mean that she yeah. like actually was gonna pick yeah and I'm like those were the two worst ones well you yeah. know that says a lot about how women it decide is, who they should be with I guess it is interesting because they couldn't be more they had such different journeys I'll say mm-hmm. um and they couldn't be more different to me because I thought I didn't like it, but I understood why she liked Greg and what drew her to Greg. Yes. And I never fully understood what drew her to Blake. At the very end, I did because I I understood the circumstances. But the fact, you're right, the fact that Blake was there at the end was a little shocking to me because I, I didn't think that they had a lot of substance. And now I wonder, I really wonder how long they're going to last. 
Oh, and the fact that she didn't tell her family and she said it was because they couldn't keep a secret. But I'm like, that's crazy. You didn't tell your family that you got engaged. Yeah, I also do understand that like Mike's mom would post it on Facebook. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like that, that is like a real concern. But yeah, it is, it is pretty crazy that you're like letting them find out what the rest of the, I would tell them right before where they couldn't like do anything about it. Yeah, like you let them wait for the TV show and you were like, but I'm here. So I like can't answer their texts. (laughs) (laughs) I do have to say like, I have such mixed feelings about it, but it's like so lame that he's like the moment I fell in love with you. I hate that playing a sport and And you you were like really trying hard during the sport. And then you made a joke (laughs) about like, I I have words of affirmation 110%. If I got a compliment like that, I would tattoo it on my brain (laughs) and I would be the happiest girl on the face of the earth. I, I watching it happen to somebody else so cheesy, so stupid. But at the same time, I was like, Tony, when would you say is the moment you fell in love with me? Oh, I'd be no. like, I don't know. Like I like couldn't yeah. be with somebody who is less perfect for this. Like, but <laughs> I am such a sucker for that shit. I no. am such a sucker. Oh, a specific, specifically painted compliment like that. I didn't like the proposal moment I thought was stupid. His proposal did not even apply to me. Words of affirmation, Taylor Mishak. Like the <laughs> Wait, so, you know, we, we first see each other and we have to hold each other for a moment before we even begin to talk. And the fact that we don't even need to talk, like that was not my speed. But the, I fell in love with you. Like in my head, I thought, I love this girl. I loved that. I loved it. Loved I it. Imagine me <laughs> really playing sports on my own volition and being a professional joke writer and being like, shut the fuck up. Like that's not <laughs> because I did one joke and played one game of field hockey. Like get more specific, asshole. That's at that time, there has to be a moment that Mike, the first time Mike Yeah, thought, it was when I fucking I walked into interview for the job that I was trying to get. Okay. <laughs> and isn't that a that nice story? That's a nice I... story for you to know. I don't, I don't agree with this like whole idea of the like, in two more weeks, we can get there. And like, there's going to be this like one defining moment. I, granted, that's never happened to me. So maybe I just like don't have the life experience of like falling in love with someone in an instant moment. But like, I've never like, I don't know. I just feel like I've never gone into a relationship and being like, I'm not there, but I feel like I can get there. And I get it. Bachelor yeah. world is different. Bachelor world is different. <laughs> but I just like, really, it just feels, I think it like cheapens female athletes to me when a guy <laughs> is like, oh my God, she is into sports. Can you believe? It's well, like, I'm going to marry whole, her. It's like, marry her because you love her as a person, not because she played hockey <laughs> one time. It was the whole thing of like, she kicked her heels off and then like got all down and dirty in her bare feet. She's not like a regular girl. She's a cool girl. She's it's a like cool what's girl. not being said. Yeah. And that like also fed into like a lot of insecurities that I've ever had of like having gym class with like all of my crushes and not being able to play sports. And none of them would have ever said anything Aww. like that about it. Well, let me tell you a story that's very dark, but I've had a whole beer, so I'm going to tell it anyway. Yeah, I was on the girls basketball team in high school and the point guard of the boys basketball team came up to me and was like, hey, and I was like, hey, you're really hot. And he was like, you'd be hot if you got a nose job. And then years later, as an adult woman, I saw him on a Tony Robbins special on Netflix. So how about that? Actually, one of my guests this season had a boy break up with her because she was bad at basketball. Yeah. So I'm just saying you could be really good at basketball and they could still be a jerk to you. It's true. It's true. I guess we don't even really know if she's any good at hockey. Yeah. I think it was like an A for effort situation. Well, they genuinely seem happy. I don't know that it's going to last. I'm shocked they got engaged. Truly still cannot believe it. But um, I wish them joy and happiness. Yeah. 
Yeah. Of course, all the joy, all the joy and the big grins and all the maple syrup sex they deserve. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, that's what they had together, an insane sexual chemistry. So many like, yeast never infections from that. That's Don't do that. I just oh, want PSA, Sarah? don't put sugary products down there. That's not going to mm. help anyone. That's yeah. what I think. Yeah. Also, maple syrup is like so sticky. Like if I eat pancakes, like that stuff's on my like hands for a week. If there's <laughs> even one hair, like you're in big trouble. You one know? hair, one <laughs> hair. <laughs> That is such a good point. Well, are you guys excited for Paradise? Are you watching Paradise? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm for sure. Pumped. I'm very pumped. I, I thought that this is a it. good. I really miss it too, and I had no idea I missed it until I saw that teaser, and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember like the last time I watched it, it always like peters off for me because it's a little like Love Island where there's just so many episodes, there's and so, so then there's many like episodes. once once some of my will they won't days are answered, I'm just like kind of peter out at the end of the season, and so Agreed. I remember being like, that's fine that there's no Bachelor in Paradise, and then cut to this year, I was like, where's Bachelor in Paradise? Where's Bachelor in Paradise? <laughs> I know and- this is like a good cast too. Like really there's some people, like people I was shocked to see. Like I cannot believe Demi's there. I know yeah, I know. Demi's there. Kendall and grocery store Joe. I know Kendall shows up. What? It looks like he like already had a thing going. Thomas, Thomas from Katie's season. <laughs> like, Demi though really, really surprised me. I was like unprepared for that, but I'm excited to see her. Who, by the way, is a hard core team Gregor Demi he came out hard for Greg she was like the word gaslighting in this situation is like absolutely ridiculous like I like you will not change my mind on this like I am here for Greg I've seen people argue like really 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 the semantics of gaslighting and like and we could do that until the cows come home and you could even potentially win me over I bet there's people smarter than me that can absolutely absolutely win me over in terms of that actual term but you can't walk me away from it being emotionally manipulative Mm -hmm. or emotionally abusive which are situations where gaslighting is often used so I'm like not here to police people necessarily too much on that word and so, but so I all I'm saying is you could be a you could say that it's not the exact use of gaslighting and still not be pro Greg like yeah right. I mean I, I honestly I kind of fall into that category I think gaslighting is more like someone going out and cheating on you and then being like you're crazy for worrying about me with that other person that's not the right. situation that like this this came up in but I, I agree with Taylor it's like dude you know that she was just trying to vocalize her feelings on national television which is a hard thing to do like how do you walk away from this situation thinking that he's in the right we also kind of forget that she was like a faux villain on her season before yeah. she was very beloved so it doesn't surprise me that she's like I know where my bread's butter. Let's cause some drama on Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> Something like cracked me up about um, uh, Katie, like loved all the snitches on her season because like she was the snitch. True. <laughs> yeah. That's why we didn't like her. Yeah. Yeah. It was so snitchy. And then she like, she like rewarded people for doing that, which is the first time that that has ever happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is. So I've never thought of it that way while watching this back, but it makes total sense. And she's looking at the, in her confessionals, she's like, and I value that <laughs> someone is telling me what's happening in the house. Actually, that makes it easier for me to make my decision. That is an important decision. Big tattletale energy. That's why I wasn't on Katie's side, but I'm here <laughs> for, I'm here for being like, you know, B-E-A-G-G-R-E-S-S. I-V-E, be aggressive. Did I spell oh. that right? Are there two Gs? I don't know. Okay. I, I, Sarah uh, and I both there are. so hard we there went off the screen. We were like. <laughs> we were like trying to follow we the letters. out of our Zoom boxes trying to <laughs> I did spell it right. I Googled it. I spelled there are the definitely right, two guys. Gs. Um, I think like because you started with B-E-A, I was like. Yeah, you know, hey. so cheerleading. I know, but I heard like. I heard like Bay, and then I thought there was like space G G. I was like, wait, now I'm lost. (laughs) Um, Well, guys, thank you so much for coming on and routing out the season. I have to say, I don't think that we disagreed as hard as we have in the past. 
We usually come to it and I'm like, I love them. And you guys are like, why? (laughs) This was a peaceful summit, a peaceful summit of the pods this time. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So where can everybody find you guys? Tell us. You can find us. uh, We are wherever you listen to pods like this one. And we have new episodes every Friday. Friday. And uh, we are on Instagram at table flipping podcast. And yeah, that's, uh, that's the deal. And I'm on Instagram at Taylor Mishak and Alyssa's on Twitter at Alyssa Littman. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and for those who don't know guys, table flipping podcast, they, these girls cover like, I'm not kidding. Every single all of it. Show, like all of it. Every yeah, we, single yeah, one. we do it all. It's, there's so, no shame. If it's if it's on TV, we're probably talking about it. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Like so, if that like if you're a lover of reality TV, this table flipping is your pod. And and Taylor, everyone can see you on Dave this Dave season yeah. two. <laughs> Just had the finale. Everybody, go Yay. check it out. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. Um, it's always a pleasure. Love it. I can't wait Until for paradise. Yeah. I can't wait for paradise and see what other arguments we can get into. <laughs> All right. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked what you heard and you want to support the pod, please rate, leave a review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine a podcast. Now, imagine a musical. Now, imagine the two of them made one million babies. Well, you don't have to imagine it. Because it's real, and it has a name. One Million Musicals. Each month, we bring you a brand new, original podcast musical featuring talent from across Broadway, films, and TV. You'll hear tales of spooky ghosts, Wild West shootouts, adventures on the high seas, and much, much more. One Million Musicals. Only a few hundred thousand to go. A Campfire Media Podcast. Campfire.